four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight, I, Jason, am sitting with my friend Seth. What's up, Seth? What's up? And Matt, aka Matt the Stats. What's up, Matt? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up? We're gonna get right into our. This is my jam, and I'm gonna go first tonight. This is the song that is hitting me most of all lately. Um, it was in my head, and I didn't. I was like playing with the voice. Like I, was, I knew what it was, and it was like the rhythm, and it was. And then I finally figured it out, and it was "Pusher Man" by Curtis Mayfield. Ooh, nice. For some reason, I just absolutely love, love those, this song. What are those what little is that? bongo, little like like uh, timbales or something? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that. Like war. Yeah, the percussion in this is and that good. ninth chord. I love that ninth chord. Little upstroke. He was a great guitar player too. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Killed me. So anyway, was he playing in this? Uh, he played a lot of different instruments on all of his tracks. Really? Yeah, as well as saying, "Yep." I didn't he know was that. he was pretty cool. He was. A, he was I thought he was just a singer. Nope. Mm-mm. He played too. So this is from the Superfly soundtrack. This is Pusher Man, Curtis so Mayfield. Good, good I like it. All right, Sethy, you're up. Yes, sir. So it's good that you did Curtis Mayfield. That's uh, foreshadowing because my group. Did a, t- did a ton of sampling. Okay. Oversampling to the point where I would love to in the future talk about this group more, but I want to bring more people's attention to it because their music hasn't been on. Oh, um, I know who you're going to do. On, on, on any, yeah. kind of, uh, any kind of streaming platform. And they are, hands down, my first uh, love for hip hop. They got me into hip hop. It's De La Soul. Yeah. And uh, this is I Know. Now that it's back on streaming as of, gosh, February or March, I just can't get enough, so it's uh, my jam. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world Now, this features Otis like Redding, it features Sly and the Family Stone, it features just a ton. When you say features, do you mean samples? That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry. It does feature Otis Redding cause with the whistle. Oh, right. Oh, uh, Doc of the Bay? You said oversampled. Do you think it's too much, or do you oh, think I should I mean, have said that? Was... that. I, I, that was a wrong choice of words. I don't think it's too much, but it was oversampled from the standpoint that it made it very hard for them to get rights to a lot of this stuff. Oh, to, right. To, yeah, yeah. Right. I think that was the whistles on top of everything. Yeah. 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 So they so they had a problem with with that, but um, yeah. I love Daylight. Anyway, so that is anything Daylight Soul right now is. They're super hot right my now. Jam. Super hot. So yeah. hot right I see them everywhere, everything, and they're pushing yeah, the music, they which are. they should. They deserve it. Yep. They have another it's album been, coming out. And it's they, been too they, long. They, it's, it's cool because it's a hip-hop group that started in the early 80s that is still together. I mean, they just, Dave, uh, Plug 3, Trugoy is his name. Um, you know, three different names for him, but but uh, <laughs> he just died. And uh, so now they're down to two, but they have another album coming out, uh, I think featuring Trugoy. But it's been cool oh, when, wow. they, when they perform live. Like, they performed, I forget what song they did. Uh, I think it's called Stakes is High, I think is the song they did on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And The Roots played with them, and Black Thought took the place of oh, Trugoy, and wow. it was awesome. It was so good. Oh, that's, that oh, is cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good pick. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Stats, you're up. All right, fellas. I've been, I'm, an, I'm on a Thames. Thames. Tip. Thames? Thames? Thames. Do I, do I know what that means? I, I, I don't know what that means. I'm confused. Thames. 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 Like, T-I-M-S. Oh, I don't know that. Thames. What? No idea. Thames. She's a, a big African artist. Afrobeats. Right. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so she's big. I could play a couple of songs that she's in particular famous for, but I like this guy. Uh, they, 
kind of collaborated. Okay. This is one of the more famous songs. Yeah. This is Wizkid, who is also East African. What's the name? Wizkid. Wizkid, okay. W-I-Z-K-I-D. Thames is the woman. She has the a deeper voice, but she sings as well. Phenomenal artist. Jasmine Sullivan. That's her? Very much so. You're right. She is phenomenal. You always give me good stuff that, that I would never that up, ever find up, on my own. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. That's a great one. I wish you could see right now. Matt's yeah, taking a his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't push it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that, that's dude, awesome. Good that choice. Absolutely awesome. She's good. All right, She's I'm good. keeping that one Tems. in there as well. All right, Sethi, for tonight, yes, it is up to you to tell yep. us about what you're going to tell us. Okay. And I don't know what that is. So I don't know how you want to set it up. I don't know well, what you want to tell will, me if um, you want to make it a... I'll give you some background info first. Okay, cool. But what are we doing tonight? <laughs> So tonight, we are going to talk about, in my opinion, but I think it's pretty well established, Okay, we're going to talk about one of the greatest funk, soul, and rock bands ever. Funk, soul, and rock bands. Yes. Uh, in my opinion, two of the greatest funk albums of all time, if not the greatest funk albums of all time, Ooh. Um, and, I'll, and I'll spend a lot of time on those. But we're also, I'm also going to tell you a story about drugs, mental health erratic behavior and issues that changed everything for the group and so they were not together long okay so it's a group it is a group yep wait found do you know who this is no oh yes we're i thought i did we're in the dark together i may have forgotten okay all right i think you know (laughs) the founding members were uh members of the stewart family so it was Freddie Rose and Sylvester. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. They ranked. Yes. They are ranked forty third. <laughs> so excited right now. Second person's name gave it away. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they are ranked forty third in Rolling Stone's one hundred greatest artists of all time. Wow. They have three albums included in Rolling Stone's five hundred greatest albums of all time. Yes, they do. Don't forget the most important stat too. You better not forget it. No, uh-uh. Hold on. Let me get these, and then you tell me. Hang on. <laughs> if I missed it. They are one of, which is, which I think is really important and, and cool, is they're one of the first racially integrated groups with both men and women. So they're racially integrated and they both have, and they have men That's and true. women in it. That's true. And that just yeah, wasn't that. a thing in yeah. the 60s co-ed when they well started. Co- co-ed right. and co-ed and co-racial. And co-race. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of it's Fame very in indicative of the city that they... They were. Oh, that's the most important thing. We'll get yes. to that. Yes. Yep. You can see he's giving you hints along oh the way. Yeah, yeah. He's got his you shirt on. You start pointing to his shirt. I said he took it off, but he, he didn't. He didn't. It's still on, and it's a Golden State Warriors shirt. So there are actually two of their songs are uh, listed as, they're, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Oh, I could see that. Yep. And they yeah. are. Dance to the Music. Yeah. You can't be sad. We're talking about Sly no. and the Ever. Family Stone. Yes, that's right. To this stuff. This is a good song. Sly is amazing, dude. So good. Liz's breakdown right here. Oh, for acapella. Mm. And then they bring it back. So there we go. good. There we so go. So good. Yeah, let's go. And then the other song that is listed in the top 500 songs that shaped rock and roll is thank you yeah wait one of the greatest 
Um, not only bass lines. I, Matt's over here playing the air bass. Um, <laughs> right, that's what I do. <laughs> song names of all time. I, you it know could, what? Thank you. Okay. Do you want to take it? Tell him. Go. No, it's your podcast. So the but song's it's just, name me. is is thank you, and then in parentheses for letting me, for letting me be myself again. But for letting me <laughs> is one song or is one word. Excuse me. F a l e t t i n m e. For letting me. For letting me. Or B B E B. Mice. M i c e. Elf. Elf again. <laughs> For letting me be, be mice, mice elf again. again. <laughs> it's one of the greatest. It's so great. <laughs> that's if that's not funky, I don't know what it is. So great. I mean, so I feel like Sly and the Family Stone bridge the gap between James Brown, who I guess, in my opinion, kind of created funk, and and got it to the next level. So Sly was the one who took that ball and ran with it and improved it and went to, not improved it, but, but to the next level. Took it further. Yeah. Took it further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He expanded it, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he just, but it's interesting the way that he started, we'll get into this, the way that they started and where they ended, of course, and, and like every artist for the most part, especially prolific ones, the evolution of, of what they become. So, the first I'm song, so excited to do this with you because they deserve their own podcast. Man. They're so good. Yeah, yeah. they're so great. And when I was doing this, I was telling Matt this yesterday that there was just so much that I didn't know. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I heard uh, somebody talking recently about Sly because he just turned 82, still alive. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. So anyway, so let's get into I know a little bit about him. His brain. Yeah. I know I'm a little surprised. bit about the like incredible really drug use and yeah. some of the stuff, but right. I don't know Crazy. much. I don't know much more than that. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to focus most of tonight on two albums. Okay. Um, Stand and um, excuse oh. me, Stand and There's a Riot Going On, okay. which were back-to-back albums. Is uh, I believe is third and fourth or fourth and fifth. Uh, and But... His story is just amazing, especially Sylvester himself. Like, that's sly. So we'll get into that. Yeah, okay. But <clears throat> I want to also, uh, the next, my, my first song, and I'm just going to let this play while I tell about, okay. while I talk about sly, but really my first song is a, um, they played at Woodstock. Like, anybody in the 60s. You know what's funny? I don't think I know that. You know what? I didn't I know didn't, that either. I don't know if I, I realized it. I've but seen they, the bill for Woodstock so many times, and I don't remember seeing Sly on it. That's funny. And at that time, Stand had just huh. come out. Stand, which was his major album that put them on the map. They were one of the hottest bands. Well, I'll get into it, but they were one of the hottest bands. So they go to Woodstock, and they, and they kill it. So wow. this is uh, I Want to Take You Higher, live at Woodstock. Right? It's on Sunday, August 17th is when they played. But I'm going to let it play because they just jam. They turn into a funk jam band. You're right. And uh, let me hear it. You know I dig those horns. Yeah. This is them live at Woodstock. At Woodstock. Wow. So let's. So let's. I'm gonna turn it down here a little bit. So let's. Let's go back. I'll talk over it. Sylvester Stewart. He was born in Dallas in 1943. He was the second in his family of five children. So the five children. He was the second. Okay. Um. He was kind of a. what would you call it? A protege, or not a protege, but a prodigy. Prodigy, excuse me. Yeah. Prodigy. He was. He learned to play the keyboards by age seven, the drums, guitar, and bass by age eleven, and play it well. Huge, like so many, especially black artists at this time, they had a huge church influence. They actually, most of them started as gospel singers and then moved on to doo-wop. So when I say most of them, I mean his family, right? Right, because there were five yep. siblings; they were all into music. So they started as gospel singers and then moved into doo-wop. 
Sly was his nickname because it stuck after a classmate misspelled his misspelled his name. So his name oh, is Sylvester. Sylvester, S Y L. Right. They spelled it Slyvester. <laughs> and it just stuck. Oh, yeah, he that's kind of good. That's he good. became Sly that's in school. Good. That's good. Um, he worked as a DJ. At, I'm sorry. They moved to Vallejo. In, and he was raised in the Bay Area of Northern California. Matt's representing. <laughs> Represent. Yep. Uh, and in fact, Matt told me yesterday, he used to drive past his house and his dad would point out, that's where Sly lived. No. Yeah. My dad was a Sly and the Family Stone, that's their house right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should have gone in, man. Were they, I guarantee they're having a good time. Yeah. Or they were passed were they, out. Were they, um, <laughs> were they well revered in the area? Yes, they were yeah. known. I yes, would think, absolutely. I would think. Okay. Yeah, gotta be right. right. Absolutely. So... Um, so he worked as a DJ at this uh, radio station, K-Soul, in the early 60s, and he'd sometimes play keyboard for popular artists. So they'd come through, and he played for the Righteous Brothers, Marvin, Yeah, he Marvin was a Gay. phenomenal keyboardist, yeah. yeah, from what I understand. Yep. Yeah. Dion Warwick, many more that he played for. Um, he and his siblings were actually in different bands, <clears throat> um, but they joined together to form Sly and the Family Stone in 1966. So Sly had a band called Sly and the Stoners. Okay. Oh. And he joined with his brother, Freddie. He joined Freddie's band that was called Freddie and the Stone Souls, and they created Sly and the Family Stone. Ah. Mm. Didn't know that. Uh, and again, like I said before, it was a huge deal back then because it was, it was mixed gender, racially integrated band. Right. Their first hit came in 1968. I didn't with, know they were that old, like or that you know yeah. early in 66, 67. Yeah, you wow. know, I, I, as I don't know if you do this, Jason, because I know you and I are both big Beatles fans. I reference all things around the Beatles. Me too. And I'm like, oh, they are my that's center. Right when the Beatles were breaking up. They are my center of reference. So, so yeah. slide. So they're because I feel like they had to. They had to. They were so huge. You had to be influenced by them. So yeah. there's got to be even with Sly. There's got to be some Beatles. Beatles influence there Sure But anyway So yeah. that's that's my point Of that they were By By uh, 66 Which is right when The Beatles were at their height Yeah uh, That is when Is when Sly and the Family Stone Officially formed um, Their first hit Came with Dance to the Music The album okay. was the that same was name And that was yeah. their I, second I could, album I couldn't do it chronologically I know a couple of their songs I could name But I, I couldn't tell you when the early stuff versus the late stuff I couldn't do it Yeah Yep Yep So that was I already played that And that was their That was their first hit that was 1968. It's from their second album, also called Dance to the Music. Okay. And then they had a third album in, um, in 1968, which was called Life, and that had pretty low sales. Okay. They had so, multiple albums in the same year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that stopped <laughs> because, uh, as, as we'll get into, Sly picked up drug use, and so the, so the album... Um, the production He broke. was not as prolific as... <laughs> kind of, as gotcha. Liked. Yeah. Um, so... After that third album, Life, again, I feel like he put out two of the best albums, but two of the best funk albums of all time. You know, funk, R&B, rock, whatever you want to call it, it's just this mixture of things. So their fourth album was Stand. Okay. Fifth album was There's a Riot Going On. Stand came out in 1969. I want to play one of the songs from Stand that I'm going to talk over, okay? So this is... This is Sex Machine, and I just want to give you an idea of the level of funk that he was producing at this point, because this is just nasty now. We're talking about Matt likes to go deep tracks. This is a deep track. It's 13 minutes long. Wow. Listen to this bad boy. Ooh. This is dirty. <laughs> 
It's nasty. It's so good. So I'm going to turn this down for a second just a little bit, and I'll talk over it. But you can hear. Again, he's not going to sing on it. It's just this. It's just all, just all instrumental. Oh, wait, I want to hear the bass line. So. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh. Panned hard left. I like too. it even more now. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. All right, yep. go ahead. So this was... Uh, Stan came out in 1969. And at this time, tons of racial tension. Sure. MLK Jr. was just killed. The civil rights movement was basically dying, and and the off breed of it was coming into this uh, more of a uh, of a militant style of of uh, finding racial justice. Right. So it's among all that, and the album Stand is incredible. So we can't play every song tonight. I wish I could because every song is a banger. Really, <laughs> so, dude, the album is so good. I mean, this is of course Sex Machine is from it, but. That's just one. So, but it also addressed all kinds of different things. It was a very political album. Um, now they had before it was like dance to the music, very uh, beat funk kind of stuff. This one they yeah. start to change and they start to get into more social issues. Right? Gotcha. Um, there were some dark, serious songs. So there's one that's called "Don't Call Me N Word." Oh, don't that okay. they say it? That, right. But don't call me N Word, Whitey. Ooh. And 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 there's not a lot of lyrics to it. It's basically just "Don't call me N-word, Whitey." Don't call me Whitey N-word, right? Huh. So that that's the that's basically the song, and it's talking about all about race. But they get into it a little bit. And there's a song called "Somebody's Watching You." Now that was more about like more based on like government and things like that. But at the same time, this album is still holds that what their essence was, which was the inspirational side of things. So it's got the song Stand. It's got the song Everyday People. Ah. It's got the song You Can Make It If You Try. Now, these are all songs Stand, Everyday People, about embracing our diversity, about standing up for what's right. You can make it if you try. That's just a, you know what? You can make it if you try. Right. Um, So again, every song on this album is great. It's all positive, yeah. Um, I mean, it's got this gritty funk, but, but it's also got these other things. So... It went certified gold, sold 500,000 copies. Yep. Right? It is now listed as number 119 on Rolling Stone's greatest five ho- 500 albums of all time. Wow. wow. Even with so much going on in 68 and 69, Sly put this out as a mostly flowery take on things. I mean, Sly and his group, they're very hippie, very hippie. Um, so let me but give even you- more aggressive than other people in that area. For uh, sure. That- era I should say for sure absolutely and he he considered a kind of a cherry outlook on life yeah right yep Um, so I'll give you a couple snippets of the hits alright so here's a little bit of Stand is this the album opener Uh, that's a good question Um, sounds like the Beatles gotta be right I think it is. Yeah. It is the album opener. Followed by Don't Call Me N-Word, Whitey. Oh, wow. That was number two. Yep. Get you to listen and then hear yeah, it. Hey, yeah. Do you want to touch that? You guys want to touch that? You want a little hit of Don't Call Me N-Word, Whitey? I can't play that. Yep. Well. <laughs> How about the intro? 
How about Google it? <laughs> yeah, how about Google it? Oh, yeah, you can't yeah, play yeah, the yeah, intro. Yeah, exactly. okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, too funny. Um, so that's Stan. Okay. Got everyday people. This one yeah, I know. Love that. Love that. One of their huge yeah, hits. Oh, huge. Yeah. And then of course, sampled and remade by Arrested sure. Development. That was huge in the nineties. Just about accepting of other people. Yep. Exactly. Um, not everybody's the same. Yep. And a lot of, and a lot of the, the, the themes through this is, is with that. It's a lot about race relations. It's, uh, you know, after the civil rights movement, there's a lot about tolerance. You can't be intolerant of white right. people, and you can't be intolerant of black people. There right. has to be some coexistence yes. in this world. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's you can't just live your life intolerant. I love when... And again, going back to the Beatles, Beatles did this. A lot, a lot of, a lot of groups did this. When the music speaks to the times, right? right? And we see it now. Like there were sure. after, you know, for instance, after George Floyd, and I'm sure there's many of other things. There's songs that came out specifically about certain things. N.W.A. in the '90s was was doing stuff right, that was, right. you know, that was certainly about what they were living through. And music speaks. You get in the art what's going on in the world and it helps you maybe to relate to other people yeah. or, yeah. understand or learn what they're about doing. some things that you wouldn't know about because you're on the other you side of the country so, right sure. yeah exactly right. and so i love that um so this is a famous one and then uh like i said you can make it if you try here you go this this one and this one just is a, i love this song you can make it if you try yeah i forgot about this this is yeah. a good song. great song right? you can Oh, this is how many, made too, how right? many people in the band total? It's like six or seven? Uh, right? It was a big band. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I think it was six. Six? Okay. Yeah. I think. But I they also had other, a couple of live other, things. Yeah. yeah. They also had some other folks that came in and played and did some different things. Gotcha. So I think the main band was made up of six people. Though. Okay. All right. So, in... 1969, they're one of the hottest bands in music, right? Stan comes out, huge album. Uh, and I think, you know, um, because of the diversity of the group, they were accepted in a lot of different circles, which was great. And so they were, they were a, a huge group. They played Woodstock in August. And the record company was like begging for more music because Stan was so big. But at this point in time, um, it just wasn't coming out because Sly was getting the drug and stuff I'll get into. So finally, in 1971, the second album that I want to talk about, which is probably, it, it, not probably, it's definitely my favorite Sly album, and it is, um, it's got everything, but it is so dirty and gritty and funky. It's amazing. It's called There's a Riot Going On. It was released in 1971. Uh, it came out, I told Matt this yesterday, it came out six months after What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. Six months after, in 1971, and the original title, they had a title to it, and it was actually titled Africa Talks to You. Huh. So when Marvin released What's Going On as a question, he said, we're changing the name to There's a Riot Going On. <gasps> no way. Yeah. A bit of an answer. Like, yeah. a call, like a call and a response. Yes. That's exactly right. No kidding. Yeah. It was a response to that, and yeah. it was a much darker, funkier album than what they had done before. Um, Sly played almost all the instruments on it 
almost wow. all of it. Yeah. Um, he did feature others throughout. So Bobby Womack is featured in, on this album. Ike Turner is featured on this album. Billy Preston. Wow. And I shouldn't say featured. I say they contribute. Right, right. right playing stuff on it. Yep. Right, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, Ike so, Turner. Wow. Yeah, right. Right, right. I think this is before he was. Dude was a pretty know. amazing guitar player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he play the guitar or the bass or both? Guitar. I think he played both. He may have played both. Yeah, I think yeah. he played both. Okay. But yeah, gotcha. he was known for the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I want to give you just three quick samples of songs from this album. Okay. Again, this is an amazing album. Is this your favorite? You think? The album or yeah. the song? No, the album. The album definitely. Okay. Oh, okay. Definitely. Yeah. Hands okay. Down. Wow. So What's the name of the album again. Uh, it's, it's called There's a Riot Going On. The al- album is called There's a Riot yeah, Going On. Okay. And there is a song that's maybe like, I don't even know, it's 15 seconds long or something, Silence. There's a song called There's, there's a Riot Going On that's listed on the, in the album, but it is just, it is just Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. A reflection. A little, a little yeah. artistic yeah. there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, got it. Okay. So they're big hit, and this actually, I believe, features all three of those folks I just mentioned, Bobby Womack, Ike Turner, and Billy Preston. Bobby Womack became... Uh, actually a band member um, after this album was released. But on this song, he I was, did not know that. Yeah. Bobby Wonk was, uh, in, was uh, in Sly for a little bit. Okay. So this is oh, one of their famous songs. And by the way, Total this, oh, oh. Ooh, Bobby Womack. Oh, is yeah. that right? No kidding. Well, yeah. and then he fit in well with the group. That's right. Remember, um, you remember the whole Sam Cooke situation? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh. So this was the first single that was released. It was there. It was Sly and the Family Stone's fourth and last number one pop hit. You guys, I think will know it. Oh yeah, Family Affair. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, great go. song. Great song. This had to be incredible when this came out because it's muted and like muddy and yeah, dirty and ugh. so. There's a reason. Yeah. Like, imagine hearing this on the radio after like you know. I love when there's and I always I'm gonna go back to the Beatles all the time, but I feel like you put a Beatles album out today. Gonna be a hit. To I feel like you released this I, I song. His voice. Somebody that just listen that. To learn that child grows up to be. So one of the things that I got to tell you about this, which was interesting, is that because I think about it when I listen to this, he would often just record by himself on this album, and he would lay in his bed and just wow. sing the songs and record it, and. And so, like, I hear this and I go, he's probably laying in his bed just, just doing it. Yeah. It's a family affair. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. So this was their, again, this was their last number one pop hit. The songs that I love also on this are, what was a, the original title name, Afro Talks to You. Just listen to this funk. I'm just playing these for you guys so you can okay. get funk. Get the feel. Ooh. Mm. Come on. Ooh. Let's go. Yep. Yes, indeed. Let's get it. I, I just love the funky bass. Yeah, line, I know. Uh, you got me every yeah, time. You got you, me. You win. Dude. You win. <laughs> this this Before, album. Can you, can say, you just put this on. You just go. So that is Africa Talks to You. And then that's really good. Oh man, that's funky. I didn't know that one. Wait for the funk here, and I'm going to let this one play while I talk about the album. But thank you for talking to me, Africa. Okay. Now this is just. Now we're talking about early seventies. Listen to this bass, seventy-one. So, and you think about, it, you compare it to, you know, six months before that, what's going on came out, which to me is a top two album of mine. 
it, it, it's, it's, it's almost perfect. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, it is. But this is so different. So as a response to what's going on, we say, there's a riot going on. Here you go. Yeah. And this just gets gritty. So I'm going to talk a little bit. Again, this is, this is Thank You for Talking to Me, Africa. It's about seven minutes long. It's it's mostly instrumental, just straight up funky. He'll 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 yell over it from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But um, so at this point in time, Sly was doing more and more drugs. There's a ton of tension in the group, right? So they're trying to record this in 1970 while they were recording the album. So the, before this came out, but while they were recording it, he missed nearly one third of his concert dates because of being oh. moody and erratic. Oh, wow. So you just wouldn't, just wouldn't, just show, wouldn't up. show up. So you oh, buy geez. tickets, and they're not showing up. One third. Yeah. You know, if it happens nowadays, you know, no, think about what happened with done. Taylor Swift with, uh, with, with Ticketmaster. I mean, people are going crazy. You, right. you, if somebody doesn't show up, forget about it. So he had a friend, and he made his friend his manager, right? I forget the dude's name. But the manager hired people as his bodyguards, and they were gangsters. They were just straight-up gangsters that he hired oh, as his boy. bodyguards. Their job was, number one, get sly drugs. Number two, handle his business dealings. And number three, protect him from his, now I'm putting up air quotes, enemies. And some of those enemies included his bandmates. Oh, geez. Wow. So... So he had bodyguards for the So he's got bandmates. that going on, right? <laughs> right. He's got That's this going on. That's a tense environment. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Oof. Now, this album came out as a political album. It reached Billboard number one. It went platinum. Wow. It's listed as number 82 on Rolling Stone's greatest 500 albums of all time. I'd say it should be higher. I love this album. Uh, It was released super late because Sly was doing cocaine and PCP. Those were his his drugs of choice. Right. Um, He, at this point in time, he began associating with the Black Panthers. And the Black Panthers started to try to influence what he was doing. Kick this band member out. You're not doing enough, you know, whatever. So this album kind of takes on more of a militant theme based on that. Whoa. I already said this before, but he would often record at home by himself. Always by himself. He would just lay in bed and record the vocals. That's nuts. Right? That's crazy. Even like, like, turn this up a second. So we're we're a couple minutes into this song. So now this is kind of a take of thank you for letting me be myself again. Right. Ah, they were just singing a second ago, but so they'll kind of sing sort of a thank you vibe to it. Um, this album has an incredibly, I already said it, this incredibly gritty sound um, because there is a ton of overdubbing. So the band would all record their parts separately. So sometimes he'd have somebody come in, okay, lay down this. Lay right. Down this. He would play, he played the majority of of the music. He did it all himself. So this is both mostly Sylvester. Yeah. Right? This is mostly Sly. He's doing it all. But previously any other album they would get in the studio like any yeah, normal right, band and right. record together yep, sure but this one write it out let's have this guy come in do vocals let's have this person wow. come in and so do just this, be layered on top of yep. each other like yep. you're gonna the drums then we're gonna do bass on top yep. of that then we're gonna do keys on that's top exactly of that then right. we're gonna do vocals on top of that yep. wow. and it just came out gritty <laughs> and that's why i wanted to play this song because it is so it's just so just dirty and it is funky and like i mean that bass line just is everything See, there you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, it's a throwback. All right, so let's talk about after this album comes out. So the album comes out, it's a big hit. Um, what the, was, sorry, go, to the, go back to the album for a second. Yeah, yeah. So the biggest hits or singles off the album were what? 
It was only one. Family. It was affair. only family affair. Family affair. Wow. Yep. And yet, mm. the album was so critically was acclaimed Popular, and such yeah. a big. Well, there's a lot of Sly's albums, not Stand, but this album and albums after came out and were not well received. But after the fact, were were um, a little more appreciated. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And this is one of those ones that continue to gain appreciation. But it was pretty well received. In fact, actually, on this one, really interesting. The album cover is pretty cool. It's an American flag, <clears throat> but instead of the navy or instead of the blue where the right. blue would be on the flag it's black oh wow and instead of the stars it's sunbursts so the thought was that slice and there's nothing else there's no words there's nothing it just looks like interesting a flag with yeah some in fact somebody said to me recently i've heard it multiple times is that are those are those uh like explosions oh, explosions like gunshots or, or gunshots, gunshots right right, right. Yeah. and there were the sun but so the black is it was used to represent the absence of color. So okay. No color whatsoever is black. The white was used to represent all colors coming together. The red was used because Sly said, there's only one color that we all have in common, and that's the red in our blood. Oh. And then the suns were used instead of stars for some reason that I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. right. So <clears throat> anyway. So that's great. After, that's... The, after the album came out, Right, and it goes back to art, right? Right, right. Um, after the album came out, the band continued to deteriorate. It just wasn't going well. After a performance in 1972, uh, this is a great story, that one of the band members, one of the founding band members, this guy named Larry Graham, Yeah, he got into a brawl with these two bodyguards um, that I was telling you about that, that, that we mentioned earlier that um, were there to watch Sly's enemies. So he got a brawl with them because the they heard that Graham had hired an assassin to kill Sly. <laughs> Stop! Does Graham have any relation to Billy Graham? I don't no, no, think no, so. No, 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 no. He's he's one of the like the the greatest bass players of all times. Larry he, Graham, yeah, Larry Graham. Yeah, he started an uh, out, or uh, band after yeah. Sly, and yeah, yeah. he is kind of uh, known for inventing like the slap and pop style oh, of it, bass. Got yeah, it. got it. Yeah. So yeah, so they thought that he had hired an assassin. To kill no Sly. way. They start a brawl. Graham and his wife had to escape through the hotel window <laughs> oh, and out no. to oh a waiting car. I mean, it's it's just insane it's just, what's going on around this. They released two more albums together. Well, actually, after that, I'm sorry, Larry Graham left the group after that. Yeah, oddly right. enough, you know, yeah, I can't work with this guy. This is yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinks I hired an assassin to kill him. Yeah, right. So, um, so oh he leaves God. the group, but they, but the band itself. Released By the way, I think he albums. went to go form Graham Central Station. Exactly right. Oh, yeah. that's exactly. Wow! Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That is exactly right. Yep. Like, He's one of the greatest bass players ever. Yeah. I mean, the dude is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So they released two more albums without Larry Graham, of course. Um, they were Fresh and Small Talk in '73 and '74. Uh, not critically acclaimed, but but now looked back on, people see them as being pretty good. Lots of their gigs were canceled, uh, or the entire band wouldn't be there, or would just pass out. Oh, stop. They oh were so God. heavy into drugs at this time. They couldn't even be performing. Yeah. So a lot of times, uh, and then if they were there, Sly would just, he would just walk off stage early. <laughs> playing I'm music. Done. And, uh, yeah. Taking a break. I think I had enough. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Must have been a mess. What a mess. Concert goes riot. They would start riots. No. There literally were riots after so many of their shows because they're either like, they paid for tickets, they didn't get a full show, right. people didn't show up, they looked terrible. Um, in 1975, they actually booked Radio City Music Hall. One-eighth of the tickets sold. 
Oh. One eighth for Sly wow. and the Family Stone. Wow. One eighth of the tickets sold. And this is 75. This is, they're, they're big. 71 sure. is when these, you know, 60. They probably couldn't be trusted anymore. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Why are you going to yeah. do it if, they're, if you're not going to get right, 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 right. No way. So the band played, but they could barely afford to get home. They only sold one eighth of the tickets they were supposed to oh, sell. Geez. So they could barely get home. So after that, uh, after that debacle, they were like, let's dissolve the band. We're done. We're done. Um, Sly continued to record. He'd sometimes feature previous band members, so he'd bring some people back. He did um, four more albums. He actually toured uh, with George Clinton and Funkadelic. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. They started to make an album together, but that got halted when Funkadelic went to a new record label. So George Clinton oh. left and went to a new label. But I was like, man, wouldn't that be an awesome That would have been amazing. Oh, my gosh. Holy right? moly. Um, in 1982 is when he kind of went into seclusion. So Sly went into seclusion in 1982. He'd perform sporadically, very sporadically. He was arrested for cocaine use in 1983. And again in 1987. And that's when he stopped making music completely in 87. Oh. Did he ever get help? Did he ever like going to rehab or anything? No. No. So, he was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. Yeah. Comes out on stage, makes a few remarks, meaning like two sentences or something along those lines, walks off stage. No. That's it. That's right, it, huh? Not seen again. There was a documentary in 2009 where Sly admitted he now, at that time, 2009, was forced to live in hotels. So, he's living from hotel to hotel because he had a dispute with his manager. So he wasn't getting any money, so he just moved from hotel to hotel. And he's living in hotels. Are hotel. you kidding? Wow. One of the greatest artists of all time. All time. Yeah. Going hotel to hotel just like a vagabond. Room. Yeah. 2011, the New York Post comes out with a report that he's homeless. Stop it. He's homeless and he's living in a camper in Los Angeles near where Boys in the Hood was filmed. Stop. And the retired couple feeds that, that, whose house it's in front of feeds him once a day and lets him shower. And to this day, that's still supposedly where he is. In Stop Los Angeles, it. Living oh in a camper, 82 years old. He's been featured on a couple things, so they did a couple albums where... you got to be like kidding a, me. I would never have guessed that from right? him. Like, Homeless. I knew he was a mess. Yeah. Like, I knew that part of the story. Yeah. Like, it was incredibly big and then prolific yeah. in drug use, but yeah. I had no idea yeah. he ended up like that. Yeah, so mm. the point of this is when, when you're, when you're so playing sad. this podcast for your, for your nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds, <laughs> don't do drugs. That's right. Yeah. Don't For do sure. those kids because you will end up homeless. Oh my! On the boys in the hood. Eighty-two, yeah. <laughs> 82 years old. Eighty-two. Holy, holy! What a way to live out your. Eighty-two, your life. by the way, uh, who made some of the best music you'll ever hear in your yes. life. Yes. Left uh, his mark for sure. Yeah. Changed the world a little yeah. bit. He came out. There was a Grammy. Uh, the Grammys did a, a, a Sly celebration. I don't know what the occasion was, whether it was 40 years of music. Who knows? They do all these things. And they had all of these artists, incredible artists. I can't even remember off the top of my head who was, who was involved in it. And they brought out the Family Stone. So the rest of the band came out. And they weren't, Sly was supposed to appear, and they weren't sure if he was going to. He was there. He comes out. Wow. This isn't, daggone, I forget the year. He comes out with a big mohawk. Oh, boy. Right? Huge mohawk. And this is probably 10 years ago, at least. Um, comes out on stage, plays whatever song they're singing, dance to the music or something. Walks off stage before the end of the song. No. Just goes right back to his old oh behavior. Wow. Like, thank you. You ain't changing <laughs> What's them. Up? You ain't changing maybe there's, them. A, nah, maybe man, there's no. a bit of like mental illness yeah. well, or something exactly. too. Exactly. That's, that's coupled with that a bit. That's exactly right. Yeah. But I mean, this is brilliant stuff that they were playing. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. 
So there is my uh, there's my sly. That's I will incredible. Leave you with from uh, from the album after there's a riot going on. Okay. Fresh. Uh, one of my favorite Sly songs and it's called If You Want Me To Stay and this is what I'll leave you with unless you have anything else Jason as the host to, to say. I was going to play you my favorite Sly oh, and the please. Family Stone yes. song yes. because I don't think many people know it and I'm wondering if you do. So can we do that? Alright, sweet. Alright. Let's so, do it. Someone had told me this song and they said do you know this? This is called In Time because it is all about exploring different time signatures. And the guitar riff doesn't make any sense the first time you hear it. And now that I hear it, I love it. Doesn't fit, does it? No. By the end of the song, you'll see that it fits. I gotta tell you though, I am really digging it. Right. Never heard it before. I. What album is this from? I don't know. It's on its greatest hits, so I don't know. Oh. Yeah, honestly. Listen to that gritty organ. By the making and the tasting of disaster and time, you get faster. Isn't that great? So good. So good. Yeah. So what happens to that guitar riff is it slowly starts to become other elements in the song that make it work. When you first hear it by itself, it doesn't work, and yet he brings it back yeah. to make it fit. Mm. So by the time you're done with the song, you get it that it actually works, which is really kind of cool, and it's That's all very cool. in time. And each one of those things are kind of in a different time signature, which then comes all together on the one, and everyone is Love in it. time. Wow. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's unique. It sounds it's, off. It's off to, it sounds off, doesn't right, it? In the right. Beginning, yeah. right. So it's cool. I just right. want to know if you knew that one. No, yeah, no I haven't heard that I like one either. It though. That was a nice yeah, one. Yeah, it's cool. All right, here. So give me, give me your, uh, your going out last one. The, uh, so the, the, uh, the honorable mention. The honorable, mention. <laughs> the honorable mention, which is one of my favorite Sly songs. Again, came out off of uh, the album's fresh, but um, it is called "If You Want Me to Stay." And the vocals on this is what I think I love the most. Oh. And the bass. Did he know he was making such good music? Like, you know what I, I mean? Golly. He doesn't remember it, I don't think. Oh, so that's so <laughs> tragic. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available for you. And the horns. Yep. Give me those horns. I'm about to go. And this one for me, the bass, they turn the bass up so heavy on it. Yeah, it's funky. You'll never be in doubt. That's what it's all about. You can't take me Well, Seth, that was a phenomenal job. I learned I so it. much. Yeah. What a tragic story, especially uh, at the end. Oh, my goodness. It's one thing to not be there... You know, while this all the success is happening because you're you know too caught up in the drugs and you're too scared and you got right. your own bodyguards, it must have been a stressful nightmare, right? Oh, right. But to then just it's interesting take end, end sure. up where he ended up, he's well, missed his entire life. He, yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and all this fame amazing. and success, and, and but he's right? missed it. Yeah, it's yep. so sad. Yeah, that is yeah, so it sad. Is. It and is. yet he's still so celebrated for the art that he Big did time. contribute, and and for that we're grateful. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. So with that, we'll say. Thank you so much for listening, Seth. Fantastic job. Thanks, y'all. Awesome. And we'll see you uh, next time.